Yo, how's it going? This is your boy Luke. I'm back on Izzy's World. Uh, we got some big ass news that I want to get into. I'm in a different spot, so the mic might not sound as great, or maybe just be sounding a little more distant. But I'm very excited to uh, get into this episode. Um, the things that I've been really uh, wanting to talk about because you know I missed on them the last uh, couple of days was. On kind of on purpose, because, I, yeah, I was thinking, okay, let me shoot these podcasts and just upload them every day this week. But I kind of wanted to see what was going on in free agency, uh, talking about the National Football League and a uh, little bit of news on the NBA, which, you know, the Lakers still suck. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks. But let's just get into this free agents, because I got a few, like, W's, and then I got a few, like, you know what I'm saying, little bit of an L if I'm certain teams. Uh, I saw, if I'm not mistaken, on ESPN or something, they were posting on uh, Instagram saying that the Browns lost the trade by giving mid or late round picks, two late round picks for one of the best receivers in the NFL. Uh, I think the Cowboys have had arguably one of the worst off seasons this off uh, this year. Um you know, everyone's going to dick ride the Cowboys, though, just because that's how it is. But if we're being honest here, the Cowboys really uh, are taking some L's. They they signed a stud in Gregory to a max extension I saw on Twitter. And then not even an hour later, I see that he opts out and he wants to go to the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm definitely a little upset about that. But um, I'm looking at it more so like with this offseason that I don't think it's been too crazy. I, I, I felt like the Eagles, as a fan of the Eagles, uh, we could have, you know, obviously things aren't over. It's still, you know, moves are going to be made within the next few days, weeks as they go on. But the Eagles did make a big move getting Hassan Reddick. They pair him up with a studded-ass de- defensive line. We're talking about Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Josh Sweat. Um, I think we're letting Barnett walk. Uh Brandon Graham, now, I like Reddick because he's still 27. He's in that prime range. BG just came off of a Achilles tear, um, and he's 32-33 now, I think, going into next year. So even if BG uh, was the ball, which I don't know how that's going to go, he's still getting older. So we needed someone a little younger at the edge. Uh, He's not probably going to be at end. He's more like an outside linebacker, kind of like a Miller or a Mack type of player. Um I'm very excited, though, for that pickup. And depending on what happens with Fletch, uh, me personally, I think there's got to be the way to cut the contract to where it works for both sides, to where he's still making good money because I think he still deserves some big money. But um, he's the heart and soul of the defense. He's almost how I look at Hayward for the Steelers because I was talking to my uh, bro, Jaden, who will be back on uh, any podcast this week, probably, or next week. Uh, he's just a heart and soul guy for the team. I just feel like even if he's not producing at the high level he's, you know, we're used to seeing, I still want him just for the leadership. Um, I look at the Eagles, though, and uh, I still want them. I, I It seems like they're kind of going to go in the draft to draft a receiver uh, because they didn't really make a move on DJ Chark, not Christian Kirk. They really didn't make a move on plenty of guys this offseason so far in terms of the wideout position. I mean, I feel like, it's ideal they want regular, uh, not regular, I'm sorry, um, Quez Watkins and Devontae Smith to be the two main wideouts and then probably pair him with a veteran like a Jarvis or someone, which I believe is still in free agency. So Juju, there's a few guys that I feel like we should pick up, even if it's on proven deals. Uh, the Eagles, to me, 
need a veteran receiver, big body. I mean, if they draft, I would love to have someone break out. But realistically, I, I feel like we need a vet guy. But, you know, either way, I wouldn't be too upset. I think the receiver position will be fine. I think Smitty will evolve fine. I think Watkins is the deep threat that we want it kind of regular to be. But he even adds a little bit better playability. Um, safeties are a big concern not really because even if we were to keep Harris and have McLeod not that they're not good players for us but they are a little older um Maddox we extended so I like having Avante Maddox uh Maddox on the squad um Slay is gonna do Slay things he's a beast uh I really like the way the Eagles are shaping it I think this is one of those teams that really is like I think they're at a stage right now that they're at they can win if they have a quarterback um so I hope Jalen Hurts really is the real deal for them and I really hope that Jalen Hurts excels and exceeds expectations um because I really like Hurts and I think he has tremendous upside but when I'm looking at other things I'm looking at top guys like uh Chandler Jones just signed with the uh Las Vegas Raiders uh the man that that AFC West is stacked I feel like they've been getting all the moves this this offseason really besides the Chiefs um excuse me while I take this sip of water Mm, I was thirsty there, but uh, excuse me for that. But talking about the um, sports teams, yeah, the AFC West is stacked. I mean, Russ, I saw a tweet that was pretty funny, um, talking about how Russ really left the uh, NFC because they were going against all them pass rushers, just for him to go to a division that has all those pass rushers. I mean, we're talking now, Joey Bosa, Khalil Max, Max Crosby. Uh, <laughs> Who else we got in that division? Yeah, Chandler Jones now. I mean, dude, it's just a stacked set of rushers that are going to be on uh, those teams. The, the Chargers, I think, are the winners of this offseason. I mean, you get a lockdown corner in J.C. Jackson. You get um, an all-pro uh, proven to be monster in Khalil Mack at the edge, uh, as well as Bosa, who's a beast we all know. And... Yeah. <laughs> I got Derwin James in that safety backfield. Their team is just really, really, really good. Um, if I'm a Chargers fan, I'd be ecstatic. Um, I don't know how that division is going to play off. I, I've i said it before. Not I don't really believe I said it on podcast, but I think the Chargers are a team that's really a sleeper for the Super Bowl. Uh, I really don't see, see like, if it's because, mind you, they locked down Mike Williams. The team is really... Just got the chemistry on offense. They have studs on offense. You got Keenan Williams, and now you got Eckler with Herbert. I mean, that team is a problem, especially with all the de- guys on defense now. So, and if they stay healthy, I don't see how the Chargers can't compete. But I also see the Broncos being a problem. I think Judy's going to excel and defy all odds going back from some injury-riddled starts of his career. Um I mean, Judy's proven that he's an elite route runner already at his age and in his age in the league. And he's, man, if he gets open, Russ is going to deliver him a ball way better than Drew Locke would ever deliver him a ball. Um, when it comes to what I think is going to happen in the AFC West, I think it's going to be a big mixture of a lot of things. I think that the AFC West really depends on how Russ does with the Broncos, of course. I feel like if Russ goes in there and plays how he should, they are a Super Bowl team. <laughs> Excuse me. I hear you, Super Bowl team. Um, I don't see how the Broncos aren't. 
And now I don't see how the Chargers aren't. The Chiefs are going to do the Chiefs things because they have, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They have, uh, who else do they have? And sorry if you hear me sniffling here and there and sneezing. I got some allergies. It's that, <laughs> whoo, it's that part of the year for me um, where the spring gets to me. So when I, I got to let this allergy medicine kick in, uh, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny because I'm trying to fight it through already eight and a half minutes in. But, uh. Man, I'm really just excited, man. Like they every time an offseason happens, I get excited because it's always cool to see like new guys come in. What what dudes get prove it deals, what dudes, you know, show out. Um You know, uh, what dudes and players are gonna you know show and and I mean like Christian Kirk, for example. Like, the Jags been getting some guys, but they gave Christian Kirk a big, hefty deal. And I don't know if he was deserving of that deal. I mean, he, as of right now, I wouldn't say he is. But, hey, maybe they think that he's going to be a guy on that team with Marvin Jones, who I think has a lot of talent, too. He's proven that. They could be a mean duo. I mean, they both got speed now and at that receiver position. And with a whole new coaching system, I mean, Doug Peterson, uh you know, that's someone I very much respect as a fan of my team. Um, I really see the Jacksonville Jaguars developing in the right direction. I think, yeah, Kirk was overspent a little bit, but I really, really think that with Doug, the culture will change. I mean, way more than Urban Meyer, at least. Because um, we all know how that went midway through the year. I think it was kind of subtle that he wasn't meant for the uh, National Football League. Um yeah, but uh, it's just off season. It's been crazy. Uh, Bra- I mean, I got to talk about this. Brady returned. This is a big topic I wanted to talk about. And this might take some time because I really want to fucking talk about this. Tom Brady returned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Instantly puts them back in the championship, of course, in terms of championship contention, I should say. Um I mean, in the NFC, I'm looking at the NFC. Now, uh, we're also going to get into Deshaun Watson. But let's just say Deshaun Watson signs with the Browns, right? They're saying right now it's the Browns, Panthers, and Saints as the three we should look out. Falcons, I heard a little bit too. Let's just say he goes to the AFC, stays stays in the AFC, and he's with Cleveland, right? Which I think would be smart. I really think Cleveland has a good team for him. But let's just say he goes there. Who's really in the NFC going to compete with the Bucks? Right? You got with Brady back. The Rams, maybe, right? The Packers. And I don't really see any team. Of course, I'd love my Eagles to be there. But realistically, like, the Packers, Rams, maybe Cardinals, depending on what happens with that whole situation with Kyler. If there's any, I don't know if there's a chemistry thing going on. It seems I haven't really heard much about that. But, like, Cardinals, maybe. I, there's really just not a lot of teams in the NFC that I feel like are competing with a Brady-led Buck squad. Like, the AFC, you got, I mean, dogs on dogs. Allen, Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, uh, Mahomes, <laughs> Russ, Carr. Like, you just got dudes in the AFC that are just great quarterbacks on good teams and like it's just like i don't know the afc so much more thrown in the air like the nfc now with brady back almost feels like it's a three-man race and i've or three-team race i should say i feel like it's between the rams i mean if we're looking at based off this past season right 
I'm looking at maybe the Rams, Packers, and Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, the NFC is kind of wide open for the Bucks to make another run. And I feel like that maybe, I, I personally, of course, I don't know what's behind the scenes and shit, but I really feel like that's a big reason he had to return. He's looking at this like, okay, right now, because even if Deshaun Watson was to go to, let's just say, the, the, I mean, the Panthers could maybe be a real deal team with a guy like Deshaun, I think. But I don't feel like even if he was to go with the Saints, right? Or like maybe the, uh, like just any NFC team, like the Saints, right? They don't have a lot of cap. I feel like they would still need a couple years. The Panthers may need a couple years still. I mean, I think the Panthers could be dangerous with Deshaun. I feel like if they're healthy, they would legit be a real playoff team for sure. But, like, I guarantee Brady's looking at this like, dude, I I really am just competing against, realistically, two top teams, which would have to be the Packers. And now we don't know what's going on with Devontae Adams because apparently they're saying he doesn't want to play for the franchise tag. Um, So you don't really know what's going on with that, right? It's it's a very uh, weird situation in the NFC where I feel like it's a lot more easy to run through it if I'm Brady, right? When I'm looking at the AFC, I'm looking at a way more competitive. Like, let's just imagine he was on the Pats still, right? Like, they, he, they would be in a race with a lot of teams. Like, the AFC is wide open for a lot of teams this year, I feel like, going into it. Um, but the NFC, like, it's really just the same core of teams that the last years, a couple years that really have been... You know, the teams like the Bucks, Rams, and Saints, too, when they had Breeze, but they could never really seal. Um, but now they're not, you know, we'll see what they do if they give Jameis a deal or they get Watson, right? But, like, I just don't know if I'm a Brady-led Bucks team. Like, of course, they're not going to take teams lightly and go, well, you know, we can't lose. But they, I would feel like the confidence would have to be a lot higher Um opposed to if he was in the AFC right now. And uh, that's just something that I'm a little upset about. I mean, I love seeing Brady play, and he's he's a pure great player, uh, even if I'm not enjoying him always making runs. But uh, he is a he is the GOAT, right? He has to be the NFL GOAT. So, um, <laughs> dude, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm, I'm probably dancing and – Getting ready for a run, cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't see otherwise how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers don't go to the championship or can, you know, compete deep to go to a championship. You know what I'm saying? Or lose, even if they lose, I feel like it's gonna have to be like the NFC Championship or something, cause you know they're making the playoffs, um, assuming they're healthy, right? So I'm looking at these teams now, and uh, I, I think. But go back to the Deshaun Watson thing. I realistically, like, I just see the Browns making sense. I don't see how the Browns don't make sense, right? Because if I'm looking at the AFC East, right, I believe that's the division they would be, right? If I'm looking at the AFC right there in that division, the Browns, to me, this is just to me, I think have the most complete team, a very great O-line on their squad. Uh, They got a two-back system with one of the uh, top five running back in Nick Chubb. Um, they got Ninjoku, who's going to be healthy. Um, now they got Coop, DJP, uh, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, I believe that's his name. He's been pretty solid for them this year. Um, they got rid of Jarvis, of course, but 
Like the Browns to me just make sense. Their offense would be perfect for him. And then on defense, they have one of the best pass rushers and defending players in the NFL. They have Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward at corners. Uh, they just have a swap, a solid team on. And just, they have Clowney. They got guys on that defense too. Like the Browns have a good team, and I feel like if they get Watson, I don't see how they're not. You know, I'm not gonna say championship caliber team, but I don't see how they're not a playoff team for sure. Right, like. That division's a little open. The, yeah, I think the Bengals are going to be a problem. I think as long as Burrow and Chase are healthy and that, that team's younger and they're going to keep growing under those guys, they're going to be good, right? The Ravens, I think, are good. They really were injury-riddled. So we got we kind of have to see where the Ravens go into this year. I think they're one of those prove-it teams. Like I think the Ravens can be a sleeper team, but it really depends on if they're healthy. The Steelers, though, like... Unless Mitch just fucking goes off for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't really see how the Steelers are contending, right? Like, I don't see how they're even a playoff team. Like, I really don't. Their corner spots are have to be one of the weakest or most concerning in the league right now. Uh, Hayward's getting older and older. I mean, he's still good for them, but, like, I don't, you know, you don't know if he's going to keep being healthy. Uh, TJ Watt, of course, and Minka are the two guys uh that of course any team would love to have so they got those guys but um i'm looking at the offense and i'm like okay i'm like okay mitch we'll see an o-line that's young but showing that they were struggling and that happens with young o-lines you know you can't just expect the young o-line to form right away and just dominate so we'll have to see how they are they're questionable at the o-line position Najee harris is a rookie but we had to see if he dominates this year and really breaks out because he had a great year for a rookie, I'd say. Deontay Johnson, I think he had a good year, but I also think that he has a little bit of a drop issue still. Claypool, I think he's kind of a diva. Uh, and I don't think he's that big. I mean, he's a big body guy, but I don't think he's going to dominate anybody all year. So, now, you know, this is, of course, my opinion. Like I just don't see the Steelers being too elite. Um the Ravens, I think, like I said, they have to release. They're another team that I think is going to be a sleeper team in terms of, like, I think they're a playoff team still. Like, I think they can make the playoffs if they're healthy, but can they be healthy? Because they were one of the most injury-riddled, if not the most injury-riddled team in the NFL. I'm not very sure on who was, but I know they had to be up there. I mean, there was a point where they had all their starting DBs out, like, corner safeties. Like, they were, they had their guys out. And Lamar, too. Like, their team was banged up. All their running backs had ACL tears. Yeah, they must have been the most injured team in the NFL this year. Um, and if if there's another team that I'd love to know, because that's actually kind of crazy. Uh, so... Yeah, man, I just feel like the Browns make sense. I mean, the Panthers, too. I feel like the Panthers are a team, too, just like opposed to the Browns. Like, makes a lot of sense, too. So I'm not going against that. Um, the the Saints, though, I don't really see him going there, to be honest. I, I don't know. Unless he wants to play for that team. But I feel like that'd have to be it. Like, he'd have to want to be in New Orleans. And he would look tough. I'm not saying he wouldn't. But I feel like that would have to be, like, his consensus idea of it. Like, okay, I know that... Uh, I want to play for the Saints. Like, I just don't see, like, him looking at that team going, yeah, that's the team that I think best fits me in terms of their talent. Um, so I, I'm betting on the Browns. And then that, uh, that uh, what was it, like, thank you letter by Baker? Like, I, is does he know something we don't? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know, of course, as outsiders or people who are just watching at this point. But I just... 
man, it's it's going to be crazy, dude. If he goes to Cleveland, man, the Browns are going to be very happy. That franchise has turned around. And then you got to think, too, like, if you go to a team like the Browns, who haven't had success in years, like real success, right? Years on years on years on years. Um, just misery for a team, right? You have to think about how, okay, Deshaun Watson could be like, I could change this whole franchise around, right? Like, I could turn this thing around and be the greatest Brown. Or, like, I could be the guy that came back from all this civil lawsuit lawsuit, lawsuit bullshit. Sorry about the tongue twister. But, like, all that bullshit. And then I could just dominate and make Cleveland a fucking team that for years can dominate and maybe win some championships and then they can look back and be like okay well look what we did that that time we had some success right like he he a guy that could take advantage of a team and change the whole culture definitely i think makes a lot of sense and appealing to somebody like a guy like watson i don't see why not um so i would love to keep an eye on that and i'll definitely be keeping an eye on that as the days go on especially i mean it could happen fucking today i mean right now i'm recording at five as we speak on eastern times in pa here but I could definitely see how um, Deshaun Watson could go to the Browns and the, the Panthers. I feel like the Saints and Falcons are a little bit of a long shot, in my opinion. But, hey, I could be wrong very well as soon as I check Instagram today. So we'll all see. Um, I'm not going to get into the Lakers uh, if you're a Laker fan. Yeah, we just need to say one of the worst defensive teams maybe of all time. I mean, this team just doesn't play defense. No no productivity. So I feel like I don't even want to talk about them anymore right now until I see some signs maybe that they care. But it's it's like, what, 16, 17 games left, dude? Even if they make a play in, like, I know that I, I just don't see them going against the Suns and winning, then i sure as hell. Maybe the Warriors would be realistic because they're small ball. Maybe they could dominate, especially if they have uh, – AD or Dwight's healthy enough to just play bigger minutes. Maybe they could beat them realistically just because they're so small that you could dominate the boards. And even if you're not a good shooting team, as long as you're getting big outboarding numbers, you at least are going to have a lot more opportunities to score. So that makes a lot more sense to me. But if we go in there and we think we play the Suns, nah, <laughs> yeah, good luck because that shit is not happening. Uh, especially with Chris Paul, which I think will be back around that time, around the playoff time, they're saying. So, yeah, it's rough to be a Lakers fan. The most disappointing team in maybe sports this year um, were the uh, <laughs> LA Lakers, <sighs> which is rough. Um, but I just want to say uh, I kind of want to get into this also because uh, now that sports are out the way, we put a little bit of time into some major sports stuff. Um, I want to talk about kind of like my vision and who I am, right? Because I feel like I haven't really had the ability to express that. Um, well, like y'all know, I go by Iziel. Uh, that's kind of like my hip hop, like you know, music name. But my name's Luke, uh, Luke Gentile, and um, or Gentile, however you want to call it. Um, yeah, I'm twenty years old. I love sports. Um, I live in PA. I, I'm a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'd say that that's my main squad. I grew up loving the Eagles my whole life. Um, but I kind of want to relate with y'all on some stuff. And uh, I feel like it's something that it's kind of weird to talk about on a podcast for the first time. Because like I was very nervous for so long to even do this. Like I've had visions of this for a while, but I like 
just the last month or two, I was really, like, set on doing it. Um, but I went through times where, like, you know, uh, and it's not talking shit on them. I love my mom and dad, but I love everyone involved. Uh, but I grew up, and my, let's just say my mom and dad had issues. Uh, I didn't really live with either one. I was with my aunt. And if she ever hears this or anyone ever hears this, I'm so thankful for her every day. And I love you, and I miss you. Uh, can't wait to see you again and uh, go down to the house and see all my peoples. Um, just like I love all my family that grew up with. I never forget about y'all. I hope y'all know that. Um, and uh, I feel like I've disassociated with myself a lot of times recently this past year because of the pandemic to just being at home and being stressed about whether it be my senior year at school or like just everything that happened was just so weird and like you kind of just isolated but I think it reflected on a lot made me a lot more of an open person um a lot more honest person with myself and others um but yeah and for anyone that's been through that where like you just feel alone you know what I mean and like I'm not trying to sound cliche but like it really does get better when you have the mindset to be better you know what I'm saying and you got to find that that peace within yourself because no one can do it for you, right? Like you can have people who make you good and feel good temporarily, but it comes down to yourself at night when you lay your head down um, and how you wake up out of bed and you feel. Um, and it can be anything. It could be your diet choice. Like if you choose to eat better or eat some more things that you enjoy that are better for you or you waking up and working out at certain times every day or five days a week. Whether it be anything, playing the game when you're at the house. I mean, that's personally what I like to do. You know, I work, want to do my podcast music, and then I play the game. Um, Or I play my game, and then I get calm enough to where I want to do my music and shit. Um, But yeah, like life, to me, I'm not complaining about anything. And uh, I'm not in the most successful spot right now. Uh, And I hope one day that I can look back on this stuff and be like, yeah, I did all that. Um, it's just crazy because you have so many talks and you go through so many things in your life that like you truly forget and don't mean to cherish. And like, I really look back at high school and I miss it so much. You know what I mean? Not, not the schoolwork, of course, fuck that. But, um, just being able to interact with the teachers I loved, um, the people I've met and I've, uh, enjoyed growing with, um, it really does hit my my heart a little bit when you think about it and reflect and talk about it but you know grew up and I was always more of like an introvert right like I always always thought about things on my own and not because I was scared to ask anyone for help um necessarily just because I I was always stressed that I was being a burden on others like I was always stressed that that I was you know even in high school for a little bit like I I just dropped out, dropped with people in terms of like the daily conversations and hanging out. It just didn't do a lot of that. Um, I mean, I used to play football and I'd say I was hella good at it. But like there was a time where I wasn't even mentally prepared to play anymore and I stopped playing. And it's not that I regret that because I think I've grown a lot doing that type of stuff and, you know, working and whether it be saving and, you know, just consciously thinking about shit. Um so I'm not regretful of that stuff, right? But, you know, I just disassociated myself, like I said a little earlier. Like, just everything to me was always um, 
stressful and I would always feel like I'd be a burden on others if I was to ask for help, even in my own home. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is what hurts the most is like I really felt like I was an outsider in my own home, like with people that I grew up loving, you know, or who people would love me. Um, and it's so weird because like you, you know, you're not, but like your mind will persuade you so much because of all the trauma you may have went through. Um, and like, that's the thing too. Like even, even if this podcast blows up one day, right. And that'd be the goal, of course, just get big and not to be famous I'm or rich and famous just to, because I would love to just do this as my living. Um, it wouldn't be to have the money, right. It would just be to, to know that I was satisfied and I worked hard and I was proud of myself. And I feel like that's what anything in life, like not even if you wanted to be big or famous in anything, like if you just want to be great at your job or you want to do school and excel at school, like you want to be proud. You know what I mean? Like you want to wake up or go to bed proud of yourself. Like I did that. I did that. And that's what anything I'm working out consistently or eating better. Like um, maybe just do it like this, like doing these podcasts make me feel better because I know that I'm doing it. And I know that I'm proud that I have the confidence to even do it because um, a lot of times in my life I won't lie to you even sometimes still today like I I lost a lot of confidence in my ability and um, like you said I have a wonderful girlfriend that even though a lot of fights have occurred and a lot of things I still love her more than anything um, and I don't mean to be get, making this a little bit of a sad because it's not the point it's just to relate you know what I mean like people are so miserable i feel like because the not only their mindset of course but you go to your job right you're getting paid whether it be decent or really good and you see like your dickhead bosses right you see like people that are getting salary and they're making bread right and you're doing things just like them or even harder than a lot of some i like no bosses who i've worked with or even work with and like, I see him and I'm like, dude, I could do the same shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, I could see how that just drains people. And that's the thing. You never want to compare yourself to anybody. And you never want your status, whether it be money, fame, anything. You never want your status to be what makes you happy, right? What you want to make happy is yourself, right? And that's like, if you want to be good at anything, you got to be happy with yourself and you got to love what wow. you're doing. And you gotta love yourself. And you gotta love. You gotta love yourself. You gotta love yourself, and you gotta really love what you're doing. Um, and I feel like that's something that I uh, personally 100% agree with. Like, is is you can't do anything in life, whether it be this podcast, without having that confidence and that love or the mindset. If you have a shitty mindset and you're you're eating bad or you're working bad, you're not working as hard or you're working tw half as hard, you know, you're not going to be able to excel at 100%. Um, and people get really mixed up on on that in life because uh, they always want to wake up and feel like things got to be handed to them and things got to be you know, achieves through just wishing and thinking. And I wish I could do that too. I wish I could sit and wishing that this podcast would blow up tomorrow. But I know that it's going to take a lot of time. And I want to get a little reflective on things because after the sports segment, because not, not because I want to, uh, you know, make this a Debbie down or anything. I just want people to 
kind of hear where I may have looked at some things or came from and, you know, really need to just relate to. And uh, sometimes we do forget how grateful we are in a lot of things. Um, and I won't lie to you. I smoke weed. I do all types of stuff that that I feel like have clouded my mind to where I didn't fully think of situations 100% of the time with a clear conscience. And I actually uh, took a month and a half break to do that recently. And it woke me up a lot. Now, that doesn't mean I don't love the marijuana and laying down, laying down. But I'm sorry for all the distractions. You know, I'm getting a little annoyed, not going to lie. But, you know, when you're trying to do things... Uh, and you're just clouding yourself with a substance, it does kind of block your view of of what you're really going through and what you're really trying to do to be better. Because when you're just using a substance, whether it be alcohol, I feel like that's the number one thing I see people do the most that I know is alcohol. Um, I never myself was a drinker. I don't see myself being a drinker. But I know a lot of people who just drink their thoughts away because that's kind of all they know and all they really think of doing. Um, and you never, you never going to think clear like that because it's just going to be a cycle that you're going to keep reliving. And then you're going to be just more depressed and realize how much time you really wasted. Um, you know, and, uh, I want to also update before I uh, end this one, cause it's going to be a little shorter. Most of my podcasts by myself are probably going to range within 40 minutes to, fi- to f- 50, um, is I do have two scheduled. I have one that I'll also shoot tonight with Nas, who I had on this, and as well as Mark, which will be scheduled tomorrow night. We'll probably talk a little bit more on free agency, a little more in depth, and maybe get into um, uh, the college basketball tournament and everything. We're going to get into all that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, yeah. And then I, I'm sorry I got a little sidetracked. All these cars, you probably won't hear them on here, or, but, like, all these cars and it should be distracting sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. It, it, I just want people to know that don't cloud yourself with stuff that you don't need to be doing. You know what I mean? I don't care if you take a drink here and there, or you, and I don't care if you smoke, because I'd just be hypocritical of myself, right? But you should at least evaluate and really, really see what's going on in your life because the number one thing I really believe people struggle with is their egos. You know, everyone has an ego, believe it or not. Like I won't lie. You know what I mean? I have one. Everyone does. Doesn't mean that yours is yours might be slight and mine might be strong, right? Hypothetically, but if you're not honest with yourself and you're not honest and assess situations that may have went bad that you fucked up on or you don't assess things in your life that you don't take responsibility for and you kind of just brush it off like, man, well, this happened. Well, this is why I did that. That That's you're missing the point. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm not just spewing out my ass. I was listening to Sunday Gupta or I forget. He's like, he's a guru. He was just on JRE's podcast, who I am really influenced by. I hope one day I'm saying this now. One day I hope we do one. Joe Rogan. I love the UFC, too, so we could talk about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's it sucks. Uh, when you feel like you have a, a direction that's not clear and you're almost scrounging any way to clear your head, whether it be with drugs and you're wasting money. And it's tough, dude. And I totally understand I've been there. Um, but uh, 
anyone listening, dog, we got to start loving each other. We really should. Um, takes no payment to be kind. And, um, yeah, and I, I didn't really know where to go with this one because this one was really just clear thoughts. Uh, and I'd be lying if I said I was 100% happy with a lot of things. Like, I got stressed out just like everybody. And uh, I really hope that y'all can relate to me and as this podcast grows we keep getting more and more people to get involved and talk about different things and um thank you all for listening uh, i can't wait to do this more and more and get better and better um but thank you guys uh, for real we need to start just cherishing things more especially with everything that we see going on and i'm not talking about just posting and just spreading awareness i'm talking about doing it you know like you can say hashtag this that the third and if you're not doing that and you're opposed and doing shit that hurts others and hurt or hurt yourself, matter for a matter of fact, that's all bullshit. That's all Twitter typing, all Twitter fingers, as I call them. And um, yeah, just start cherishing the people in your life that really mean it. Remind them that you love them, even if you even if you feel it's too late. It's never too late to make someone's day with a text or a call. Um, and really, just cherish yourself man really take care of yourself as if you are the most important person because you you can't be the best version of you for anybody that you care about the most and love if you're not loving yourself and caring and i know that sounds like someone said that before but i'm just talking out of shit that i really do try to and and even if i'm struggling with it because i I am struggling to find you know the clearest path on what i want to do exactly and things like that but if you're really feeling ever like down and depressed man you can talk to me on the podcast and i'm serious man i want people to really grow on this with me and relate with me and uh make something special um because podcasting has become such a big thing but i'm not here to bite off anyone's topics i'm not here to bite off anyone and even if i'm influenced by them i'm not here to take you know they're interviewee skills or anything as such uh i'm just here to you know make people relate and listen to sports talk and you know maybe just feel like they're not alone you know what i mean because this podcast makes me feel like i'm conversating to just more than myself on here Uh, I'm, i'm communicating on here to not only spread my knowledge and my thoughts on some topics uh but to almost see the journey, right? Because, like, I know that this is my fullest potential. And I want to be able to, like, half a year down the line, half a year down the line go. And I'm not saying that's when I'll blow up or anything like that. I'm just saying half a year down the line, a year down the line, I'm like, okay, I did everything how I wanted to do it. And it's obviously working or not. Here's how I can change this to make it maybe work more or here's what I can improve on to even build off of the success I may have looking back on this down a little bit down the road. Um, but thank you all for listening and I'll see y'all next time. Izzy, Izzy's world is out. I love y'all. Um, stay kind to each other and peace, my brothers and sisters.